here we go. Welcome to episode 22 of the Chris Updike Show. Tonight I have a guest in, uh, John Levine. He is the owner of Whole Truth Health, and he's the host of the Whole Truth Podcast, uh, health coach, weight loss coach, um, life coach. John, thanks for coming on the show tonight. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, we're doing a little different. You know, we got COVID-19 going on, so I'm coming out of the office tonight. Usually we're in the studio with Ming and Christian and all that stuff, but we're going to try this tonight, see how it works out. So far, so good. A little bit of trouble in the beginning, maybe, but right you got to roll with it, baby. And you yeah. know what? Times are a little bit tough, but you know what? There's a silver lining and everything. You got to eat your damn veggies and you got to just get tough and just let's go, baby. So yeah. I'd love to be in the studio. Next I time we'll do that, but I can see, I can see you virtually. You look good. I like yeah, you. I mean, I guess it's a decent setup. I played around a little bit, played around with the lighting and stuff. So who knows? Whatever. It is what it is, right? Um, yep, yep. So before you started the, the health coaching thing, you, you had like probably one or two careers before that. So talk a little bit what, about what you did before you actually got into like the health and you know, fitness world. Oh, the crazy holistic world that I'm in now. Huh? You want to yeah. know how I got into this deep, dark hole? No, it's not a deep, dark hole. It's the place to be. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, so, uh, you know, growing up, I, I was just, you know, average kid growing up in East Brunswick, New Jersey, played basketball, baseball, football, loved sports. At but, East Brunswick High School? Yeah, East Brunswick. EB, EB, EB the Bears. The Bears. Ooh, you're good, yeah. EB <laughs> Bears, yeah, played football for the EB Bears. Um, love sports, so I've always been active. I've always, you know, been into health. Mm-hmm. Thought, I knew, thought I knew about nutrition, drank Gatorade, because Michael Jordan drank, drank Gatorade. And yeah. I played basketball, so you got to drink Gatorade, right? I, yeah. I know, now I know better. Um, so yeah. after college, I always wanted a job in pharmaceutical sales because it was a good job. You get paid well, you, you get sure. a car doctors actually want to see you you can actually feed the nurses you bring in some donuts in the morning hey man that's pretty good yeah and i got that opportunity i i moved to west palm beach florida and i had i got a job for uh selling high blood pressure medication to 131 doctors and it was a great gig it was a great gig man like i said i was single i was in west palm beach i was getting paid i was getting laid i was getting laid <laughs> paid. i was getting uh you know everything so uh, now, in that pharmaceutical world, having 131 doctors, is that, is that like a lot of doctors? I, have, I know nothing about that kind of stuff. So, It's uh, a good question. I'm not quite sure. Um, yeah. I just, just what I, you know, that's, that was my yeah. territory. It's mm-hmm. a good question. I don't really know. I don't, I don't know how to answer that. And that's a good, I mean, it's a lot of doctors, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and most, you know, some would see you, some would not see you. Um, but really, you know, to, to kind of answer your question, right, to get to actual ground at now, um, it was a good gig, and uh, sorry if I'm getting a little vulgar on you, but I want to spice no, it. No, no. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, what I realized during that time is what we're doing now, or it's disease management. So I'll mm-hmm. call it like it is, and it's disease management, how we treat health. Because we don't have a healthcare system, we have a sick care system. And uh, at the time, I didn't really know it, but I was in it, right? So, you know, yeah, my, sure. job was to, my job was to promote two different high blood pressure medications to the doctors, and get them to prescribe them. Mm-hmm. What I was seeing when I, and I've always been a pretty outgoing and friendly guy, and I would talk to some of the patients when they were sitting in their rooms, and I realized that they, they may have high blood pressure or high cholesterol or, or diabetes or whatever it may be, but that's not really what's going on. That's the symptom, right? We now know, like, you have high blood pressure. How did you get high blood pressure? You know, so yeah, that's sure. the world I live in now is like, all right, you can band-aid this stuff to death. These are the symptoms. You can pop pills and, you know, 
they will they will cover them up for the time being. But unless you ever get to, unless you get to the root cause of the issue, you're not gonna fix it. Um, sure. and in my mind, it's logical. Like, hey, if something's wrong, let me figure out what's wrong, get rid of it, so I can actually literally fix the issue instead of mm-hmm. just chugging along. But that's not you know how uh, the healthcare system is designed. It's designed to kind of keep you sick and there's big profits in, in recurring business, right? So this is, you know, getting a little conspiracy on you, but it, there's a lot of profit in, in keeping you on high blood pressure medication, keeping you popping Advil. Hey man, don't drink water. Don't go outside and get some exercise. Don't worry about your broccoli. You have a headache, take some Advil. And yeah. if you have a headache after you take three Advil, take some more Advil. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow, take some Tylenol. That's not how I do things. So um, at the same time, while, while I was in pharmaceutical sales, uh, my father was diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer and Parkinson's pretty much at the same time. So I also saw things there that I didn't like. You know, they yeah, you're kind of like on the other side of the table now, right? Yeah, exactly. So like, I didn't like what I was seeing, even though I was getting paid and, and, and things were going well in Florida. Um, I just didn't like how they're treating things, treating the symptoms. And it never mm-hmm. made sense to me. You know, you go down and, and you see the hospital food, the hospital food's deplorable. <laughs> you know, like it's, the, it's disgusting. And it's, a lot of this is, on it, Chris, a lot of this is common sense. You know, you treat upstairs in the hospital, you're treating disease. And downstairs, you have foods that create disease that are causing you to gain weight, causing you to be fat. Yeah. When you're fat, you get high blood pressure. When you get diabetes, and then if you get that stuff, and you get the coronavirus, yeah, then you're dead. Yeah. So what they're doing upstairs, and what they're doing downstairs is conflicting. Sure. And that stuck with me for a long time. And that was a long-winded answer, but that that stuck with me for a long time. I was then in real estate for 15 years, and I did well in real estate, but. I had an opportunity three years ago to get into the health field and be a health coach and help people lose weight and manage stress the right way Mm -hmm. by implementing lifestyle medicine. So when you're implementing the the lifestyle medicine, you call it, it, it's like you said, the right way, and it's not the quick fix. So talk about like, let's just say I was a patient, I came to you and I was a little overweight, um, kind of what's the process that, that you would take them through if you know that patient walking through the door the first day or picking up the phone and calling you i ask a million questions yeah because i need to under, i need to understand chris updike mm-hmm. there's no cookie cutter approach to health we are all different it's a tough system where you go to the doctor and they have a limited amount of time i'm i spend time with my my clients yeah. So that I truly understand them, what foods they like, what foods they don't like, how they sleep, if they like to sleep, if they're sleeping too much. And then I also use something called a circle of life. And there's 12 different categories. And, you know, I don't have it handy, but maybe we can put it up. There's something called primary nutrition and secondary nutrition. So secondary nutrition is the actual food. But food doesn't do anything. Right, so food doesn't talk, it doesn't walk, it, it has no emotion. It's the primary nutrition that drives either a healthy food choice or a, a poor food choice. Mm-hmm. So, it's, so what is desserts spelled backwards? Come on, John, don't ask me to spell. Gym teacher by trade. Stress. Gym teacher by trade, asking me to spell. It's stressed. 
Okay. It's stress. So the primary nutrition is stress. Um, home environment, career, education, um, home cooking, all of these things that potentially could lead to stress, mm -hmm. the root cause and why you would or would not eat a certain food. Um, and you mark those categories one to 10, 10 being the highest, one being the lowest. So what that does is it gives you a roadmap of where the root cause of the problem is. So if, so, if I have a client that says, look, my home, envir home environment is like a three, three out of 10, which is not very good. At least we now know where the stress is. Sure. At least we now know why you've made some of the choices you're making. Because it's never, ever about the food. And when I say never about the food, I mean, it's never about the food. It's always about something else. Now, when you say it's never about the food, is it all those other factors that you talk about, the sleep, the, the stress at home, the stress at the job? Is that what you mean when you say that? I mean, mentally, something has gone on. There's been some sort of trauma or some sort of... Um, uh, people are not able to deal with stress the right way. So some people deal with stress by going for a run, mm -hmm. by being active. All right, you know what? I, I need to move. They go for a run. They, they eat well. And that is a, what I would say, because everyone's stressed out. I would say that is a healthy way of dealing with stress that, that will give you, produce results, the results you want. Yeah. Some people deal with stress by, you know, drinking and eating processed foods and, and, and yelling and, and, and that type of stuff. So, um, and that's, I, I kind of try to dig deep into that stuff. So I kind of have an understanding of what exactly is going on. And then ultimately what I am doing is I'm always implementing the same thing. I'm doing it in a different way, but I'm implementing real food. With me, you're going to eat real food. You're going to eat avocado, dark leafy greens. You're going to drink water. Talk a little bit more about that because I, I think so many times, and I'm guilty of it too, I'm no health expert in, in that kind of stuff when you start talking that deep. But when you talk about like real food, talk about what is like real food and give me a couple of examples because I think lots of times the listeners and me too, uh, you know, they say real food. Well, can you give me like a breakfast, lunch kind of combination for a patient? Sure. I can't call him a patient because I'm a client. client, but yeah, client. yeah um, client. You know, like, so I had a smooth, I don't, sometimes I eat breakfast in the morning. A lot of times I don't, I usually work out on an empty stomach, but I'll give you an mm. idea of something that I did. So this morning I made a smoothie and I made a smoothie for my kids and it was some frozen blueberries, frozen wild blueberries, frozen uh, raspberries, frozen uh, blackberries. Mm -hmm. I put spinach in there and I put a little bit of protein in there. Okay. So like a protein powder? A little bit of protein powder, which you don't, okay. you don't have to get your protein that way. You can eat, you know, nuts, mm. but, but, you know, some people are allergic to nuts, Yeah, you know? So, and that's why, you know, everyone's a little bit different, but, but it's real food, mm -hmm. you know, like, so it's spinach. These are blueberries. These are raspberries. These are blackberries. They're wild or organic. It's the food that's designed to be in our body. And, and real food means it comes from nature. Mm -hmm. You know, and we can get, you know, I don't want to get too much into the, you know, vegan, you know, some people are vegan, they don't eat animal protein. And some people, you know, the animal protein people will say the vegans are nuts. But if you, you know, I do think you should eat some organic chicken and turkey, uh, wild fish, you know, not, eating that in abundance is not good, but everything in moderation, that's again, real coming from nature, you know, vegetables galore. I mean, vegetables are great. 
Yeah. And here's the thing, like vets, like, you know, I think some people see and hear vegetables and they're like, oh my God, like, I don't want to eat vegetables. It does not have to be a painful process. You can make very fun, healthy, good tasting meals that, that help your body. Sure. That, that feed your mind and body. And eventually, once you get that, and ultimately it's funny because like, I'll get clients and then like a week or two later, they're like, oh man, John, I don't, I don't crave sugar anymore. My brain's changing. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm not drinking wine at night. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that stuff. Yeah. And the thing is like, this is not a diet, right? So lifestyle medicine is that you're going to eat real food. You're going to exercise and you're going to sleep and you're going to do it consistently for a, a, a set period of time so that your brain starts to recognize, okay, huh, this is what I do. When I wake up, this is my day. I'm going to move somehow. I'm going to eat real food. I'm going to do it mindfully. That's the other part of it. I'm going to drink water and I'm going to get good sleep. But once you practice those habits over and over and over again, it becomes a routine. And then, sure. and then you, you fall into that routine of doing these healthy things. And that's when you really get your health back, not the pills, um, not the quick surgeries and all that stuff. And once you do that, and that's why I say it's not a diet, right? So like, as far as eating, like having some wine and having like, you know, a piece of cake, yeah, you absolutely have to get to a point where you can eat some cake. Right. That's where things go wrong because diets are restrictive and they're mentally draining because it's, oh, I'm going to go on this diet for, for 14 days. And then when I'm done, the reward is like, you, you, you eat like crazy. Yeah. And it, you lose it. So you know. I have a couple people right now that I know that one of them just told me she just ordered her South Beach kit. And, you know, uh, you, oh, this is the thing that frustrates me a little bit as a health teacher working with high school kids who are, you know, boys and girls who are very, you know, I, I see that on Instagram and that fitness model has a really small waist and she's advertising the waist trainer, right? So I got to buy the waist trainer. Well, she had that body before the waist trainer was invented because of the way she eats and because of the way she exercises and how much sleep she gets and all that kind of stuff. And now she's going to a competition. So she's really like watching all everything she eats and her workout and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the 16 year old girl sees that and says, I need the waist trainer. So yeah. as a, as a health teacher, phys ed teacher, gym guy, you know, sometimes that that's a little frustrating because it, it is so easy. You see this, you buy the waist trainer, you put the stuff on your belly and you sweat a lot and it makes all of your belly fat. Yeah. Go you know, it's just so, so crazy to me and it, it, it's frustrating a little bit because i think a lot of the kids see that now where when you and i were in high school stuff wasn't out there so you didn't it wasn't out you know what i mean you call me old <laughs> no no i'm calling myself old a little bit i'm just kidding bit. with you i'm old i am old i'm 45 man I, but, I, but i feel good me but too. yeah no, i'm with you know are you 45 i am yeah yeah oh, that's cool yeah you know what I, i'm with you i'm with you yeah it, it is frustrating but you know i also have some empathy and sympathy because, the, you know, these kids, man, they, they are bombarded at every angle with, you're right, less was, less was more. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see half of the stuff that people, the kids see now. It's like an advertisement for this, an advertisement for that. Um, but, you know, listen, that's why you and I are around, right? That's why you, you're there to teach these kids, you know. Yeah. Do you get frustrated with that sometimes because your, your clients come in and they do want that, like, well, you know, John, I've been working out with you and you've been coaching me for six weeks and I really haven't seen too many results. And the TV says I should have lost 15 pounds by now. Do you get that a little bit? I don't get it much. I don't get it much. Um, 
I, I, I tell everyone until I'm blue in the face. Uh, and I always say, we're a turtle. I always tell them, you, you need to be, the, you're the turtle. Because mm-hmm. I, I know, look, I, I know that some people want to drop weight quick. And, and sometimes that does come up and it's like, well, I've only lost, I don't know, six pounds in two weeks or something. People simply want to lose more. Um, and I'm, I always say, look, slow and steady wins the race. The turtle and the hare. The yeah. turtle just was consistent. He wasn't fast. He was slow. And he just, every day he was there. He was there. And then the hare took off like a bolt of lightning. He was way ahead, took a nap on the side of the road, saw the turtle was catching up, did it again, took another nap, and then never woke up. I think, he, I think that little bastard never woke up. And the next thing you know, that turtle just yeah. kept chugging along, and he won the race. Stay steady. Stay consistent. And, and you will get there. Um, it's a work in progress. It's hard work, and it takes time. You know, we, everyone does want things immediately instant gratification and i get it because it's the world we live in but no it doesn't it doesn't work that way do you talk to your 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 clients about like calories and portions and and how in tune with that stuff are they when you start talking about here's what you should be you know calories wise for the day here's what an actual portion of chicken looks like or here's what a a serving of rice is are they kind of out to lunch on that you know with some of that stuff it's yeah, good question again. It's all over the map, I'd say. Some people kind of are in tune with it. Some people are totally out of tune with it. Some people yeah. are kind of middle of the road. Um, mm-hmm. And if they are out of tune with it, I, I say, look, you know, this is like a serving size should be kind of like your hand. Yeah, the palm, right? Serving size is the palm. Yeah. You know, and it's just a reminder that um, I, I don't really, I'm not a big calorie counter quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't really want to teach my clients to count calories and stress out over the weight. I, I teach them to eat the real foods and I teach them to do a portion size, which is about the hand, but I want them to sit down more than anything. Mindful eating is, is a huge thing. So I, I want them to actually sit down and I want them to focus on what they're doing. I, I don't want them thinking about absolutely anything else other than whatever their salad or their their chicken or whatever they're eating and the reason behind that is because when you have a million different things going on it becomes that person at their desk that's on the computer and while they're on the computer typing and they're yeah they're doing this and that's not mindful and what's going on is that you're not thinking about the calories and the food that you're putting in, you're just shoving it in your mouth. But you're also not letting your body do its job. I mean, you're not letting the teeth chew the food. I mean, you really should chew your food at least, at least 20 times. Which, and I say that, and people are like, 20 times? And it, yeah, at least 20 times, because you need to let your teeth break down the food. That's, that's what they're there for. And when they break down the food, you know, the nutrients get released. Um, the saliva and the enzymes in the saliva are able to do their job and everything is able to actually work compared to the mindless, just let me just throw it in my mouth and it just ends up in my, in my gut, you know, so. Now, when you give them their, their kind of like meals, are you putting them like on a meal plan? Like, here's your meals for the day. Here's your breakfast, lunch, dinner. Here's your snacks in between. Or is it kind of like you give them some choices? So it's kind of a little bit more up to them. There's a little bit of freedom there. 
there's freedom. I give them a food list and I say, these are the foods you really need to stick to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can mix them however you want. I, I want you to mix a carb and a protein together. Protein helps with um, uh, hunger. So eating protein throughout the day, um, whether it's chicken, turkey, wild fish, you know, uh, almonds or you know, beans, whatever it may be. So you can totally like mix and match. But as long as you stick to that food list, um, you're going to be fine. If you stick to that food list, you're going to be totally fine. You're going to lose weight. And then, I, you know, what I, what I do is, again, there's many ways to the top of the mountain. So everyone's a little bit different. I have a client now who, you know, I, I say basically, you know, eat three times. He kind of eats three times a day anyway. So he three, three times a day. And then I have him eat from at four o'clock. He has a little healthy snack because typically, you know, he was eating at around 12 o'clock and then he wouldn't eat till like seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. He's so hungry by the time seven o'clock came, he would over, overeat a little bit and then he would go to bed and he'd have a lot of food in his body when he went to bed. So, you know, implement four o'clock, like let's four o'clock, eat a little healthy snack, keep your blood sugar level up and not, not get to the point where you're so out of balance. You're like, ah, you know, I like gotta, I, I gotta I, eat, you know? I gotta eat everything. Yeah. One of the things I know is kind of popular right now is kind of the people are doing like a, a window where they eat like, you know, 10 to six or 11 to seven and they don't eat after that. Um, are you big on not eating a lot? Like you just said before bed, letting that kind of giving your body the time to digest all that stuff before you actually lay down and go to sleep. Or I, I'm guilty of once in a while, not once in a while, a lot of a while. I have that like late night snack, you know what I'm saying? And it's, I've actually gotten away from it since we've been under the quarantine, believe it or not. Yeah, that's um, good. But is that one of you, do you believe in that kind of like theory? Like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, maybe shut it down and not, not too much more after that? Yeah, absolutely. I, there's different, you know, intermittent, intermittent fasting protocols. Mm-hmm. Like there's the 12 to eight, like 12 o'clock comes and, and you don't eat till 12 o'clock. And then 12 yeah. to eight is the window. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that rigid. And, and that's where like things get kind of crazy. Like the confusion of like, what do I eat? And I guess that's where I come in. It's like, what do I eat? Yeah. How do I eat it? And what kind of fat do I fast? Do I not fast? How much do I fast? That doesn't always work for everyone. Ideally, when you wake up in the morning, give yourself a little bit of a break. Some people, I, I think as long as you're eating real food and just let your body wake up, is, is you're just giving your body a break. Because if, mm-hmm. if your body is always working and digesting food, your body can't heal, it can't repair, it can't fully do its job. And, and that's really yeah. the idea behind it. So the idea behind the, on the, on the back end. so let's just use the, uh, I don't know, like 10 to six, right? Like say mm-hmm. there's a 10 to six plan after six. So six o'clock till bedtime, it, that might work for some people, but more than anything, two to three hours before you go to bed, you probably should not have any food in your body. That being said, I, even myself the other night, like I didn't eat. I mean, I ate, we had dinner at seven o'clock and it was like 1030. And you know what? I was hungry. Yeah. I, I wasn't, and you know what? I probably wasn't going to sleep too well because I was hungry. So mm-hmm. I had, but, but here's the thing. So I had some, I had some almonds. They're good for their good sleep food. I didn't have, I didn't have 40 of them, but I had like 10 almonds, nothing uh-huh. crazy. And um, as long as it's a real, real food, but ideally, yeah, that's, that's the whole point is giving your body a break and letting your body, because when you're sleeping, your body's repairing itself. You know, we don't want your body, you know, working so hard digesting food 
when everything slows down, we want it repairing and restoring so that you wake up in the morning feeling like, like Superman, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. A lot of the stuff you talked about too in the beginning, you know, is one of the things is to be active. So I'm going to take an assumption that a lot of you guys that come in or, or your clients, they're probably not too active. They're probably at a, a nine to five or sitting behind the desk kind of person. Yeah. So how do you like kind of uh, ease them into a program like that? Like you said, it, you know, slow and steady wins the race. So if they're on the couch, you, they're probably not going out and you know, biking for 10 miles or something like that right away. Right. So talk a little bit about how somebody who is, you know, that nine to five guy, not too active can kind of build themselves up, whether they're walking, jogging, biking, what's your yeah. approach to that? Yeah, another good question. I asked the question. And the question is, Chris, do you like to exercise? And the answer is sometimes I do. You know, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. So we can even role, we can even role play it right now. So like, what do you really enjoy doing? Like if you could think of a couple things that where you're actually moving your body that you just really enjoy. Uh, I was a tennis player for a long time and coached high school tennis for a while. But last year, I picked up pickleball. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, yeah, pickleball's great. But uh, that's, that's like my new vice. So that I'm probably, if, like right now, I'd be out playing. But, you know, obviously we can't with the, the COVID. But, you know, that's like a Monday, Wednesday, Saturday morning for me, at least, you know, two hours each session. And, uh, you know, if the guys call, I'll sneak another night or two in there if I can, you know, get out of the house. You know what I'm saying? Depends on our yeah. schedule. But that, that's pretty realistic. So tennis, pickleball, anything else that you just enjoy? Yeah, we golf. We take, we take bike rides with the kid. You know, we walk the neighborhood with the kid and he rides a scooter, all that kind of stuff. So I like to think I'm kind of active. I don't think I'm active as you think anybody is in the back of my head, right? But we're out. We're, we're doing stuff. I'm chasing the kid in the backyard, you know, all that kind of stuff. But am I like running on the treadmill and stuff? I, I went through that phase. I hate running on the treadmill. I cannot stand it. Um, <laughs> but I don't mind an exercise bike. Like I can pedal on a bike for uh, 45 minutes in an hour and that doesn't bother me at all. You know, I put a, a movie on or a, watch a, a, a YouTube thing or something like that. And, yeah, and yeah. I'm fine with that. But the treadmill kills me. I hate it. I, I cannot stand running on the treadmill. Yeah. So there you go. So like you just gave me tennis, pickleball, golf, um, bike riding, mm -hmm. which is already what says four or five things. So you're going to you're going to move your body and you're going to exercise when you really enjoy something. Mm -hmm. I would never tell you, obviously, you know, don't run on a treadmill. If you don't like it, you're not going to keep doing it. It's gotta yeah. be, it's gotta be fun. Yeah. No one, no one's going to like doing this class. They're like, Oh, I hate this class. I mean, that is not going to last. Mm -hmm. So, so you just told me some things and, and, and I would hold you accountable to make sure that you're doing those things. And I would say, I need to, we would come up with a plan like, you know, five days a week would be ideal where you're mixing and matching. Like, let's say you did, you said Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, you're doing tennis and pickleball. Yeah, usually that's usually kind of the schedule. All right. So like, you know, okay, so that's three times. And then two other days, you've got to, we got to get you doing something else, right? Mm -hmm. So bike riding, you know, a walk with your, with your, you know, your kid. Um, and, and I would just hold you accountable where you'd have to send me a text message or a picture of you actually doing it. Yeah. Because out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could tell you, you know, this is what you should do. But like, if I hold you accountable and say, send me a picture of you on a golf course. Yeah. Like, to make sure you're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I have people like, 
I make sure they take a video of them. I'm doing like, I'm doing a 30 day weight loss challenge right now. And I have them do a video. I'm like, you guys sent me a video the next morning. That fear and accountability, that, that, that works with people. Yeah. Sometimes being accountable to somebody else besides themselves, right? That's kind of makes them. You can let yourself slip easily. Yeah. It's easy. But when someone else is out there, and, you know, that's my job is to make sure that I, I'm holding you to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like, so to your point, like the exercise, I'm going to ask, everyone's different. I'm going to ask you and, and all my other clients what they like, and then I'm going to make sure that they're doing it. Yeah. Because that's the exercise portion. And if you're exercising, right, if you're doing it instead of three times a week, now let's say you're up to five times a week. And now you're eating the re real foods. Everything's going to start working in tandem. You're going to sleep. You're just going to sleep better. If you're on a golf course a little bit more and you're playing tennis outside a little bit more, you're going to sleep better, period, end of story. And if yeah. you sleep better, you're going to feel better. If you feel better, you're going to eat better. And when you eat better, you're going to sleep better. When you sleep better, you're going to be more mindful. When you're more mindful, you're going to sleep. You, this becomes a, a yeah, it's thing. A big, it's a big it week. becomes a thing, right? And then now we're a week in. It's like, hey, man, I lost five pounds and I feel damn good. And now we're at two weeks and we're like, hey, I, this is a thing. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? And, and that's what this is. It, it, it's a push. It's motivation, holding them accountable and giving them these plans that work. And that's lifestyle medicine. It's not rocket science. It's, 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 it's hard because it's easy for, it's, if I said, like, hey, go, go pop an Advil if you have a headache. Mm -hmm. Like, that's easy. It's easy. It's easy to go to the store and pop pills. Yeah. But it's hard to consistently go out and work out. It's hard to do all those things, drink water. But the payoffs, the payoffs, baby, are enormous. Yeah. No, I, I agree. You can't beat the payoff. No, I agree. Like so I, I said, I got to drink my water. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got a little lemon in here. Yeah, I've been trying, you know, the, to not eat late at night. And for me, it's worked. And I've done it probably almost the last month. I started right around Valentine's Day. Um, but you talked in there a lot about sleep. What's your um, feeling on your, your clients coming in and they talk about their sleep? Are they getting to bed really late and getting up really early? Are they not getting enough sleep? Are they so stressed that they can't go to sleep at night when they get home? What's kind of goes on with them? And how do you, because I, I think it's kind of hard to tell somebody like, you got to sleep eight hours a night and maybe they're burning the candle at both ends because they're working and they're running the kids around and they're doing all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So by the time they get home, clean up the house or cook dinner or this little league game and they get home and it's 10 o'clock at night. I, I think it's sometimes difficult. I'm a bad, I'm a bad sleeper. I just never have slept good. I go through like a, I'll sleep well for like two or weeks or a month at a time. And then I'll go for like a week or two and I'm up at 2 AM. Like you could, I could set my watch to it. You know what I'm saying? And oh, really? yeah. And then like this morning I was up at four Oh five wide awake. So I kind of, I just get up and I kind of start my day because I'm not going back to bed. And if I do go back to bed, then I wake up two hours later, you know, six, six 30. And now I feel like exhausted because I took like a, a nap for an hour and 45 minutes or something like that. Do you, do you have the Wi-Fi on at night? We do. Turn that off. <laughs> yeah. The Wi-Fi. So here's, and there's a couple of things, right? Um, and, and I should like, you know what? I, I, the other thing I, I don't do is like, I, I let, you know, I don't say you should, because mm -hmm. I think that's actually a, a terrible thing to say, because anytime you say to someone, you should, the, the defense mechanism, that wall yeah. immediately goes up. It's like, you should stop smoking. 
you tell someone that, like they're gonna be like, screw off. I'm going like I'm gonna keep smoking. Like, it just doesn't work, right? So like I, I try to make sure it comes from them. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think about turning off electronics? Yeah. Before bedtime. And I'll explain to them why it, it's beneficial when it comes to sleep. You know, the the blue light on the electronics, whether it's the computer, the phone, or the iPad is just sends the signal to your brain that it's daytime, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's nighttime outside and we're supposed to at some point go to sleep. I mean, everyone's different. Some people, 9.30, 10.30, 11.30, you know, whatever. But at some point it's dark, right? You're just supposed to shut off. And then that's the trick. You got the phone that's, you know, you got this blue light glaring into your eyes that's telling you it's daytime, it's daytime, it's daytime, stay up. And that tricks your brain into, you know, and to staying up. So it certainly interrupts sleep and there's tons of stuff, we won't get into those studies, but there's tons of stuff that, that show that it, it definitely interferes with sleep. But then, you know, listen, I, I tell you that that's not easy, even for myself. Like I won't be on the phone, uh, but there's there's things that you could do, right? Like the phone is 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 more detrimental than like a television, right? Because the phone mm-hmm. emits more and it's right here where like, but even at night I'll watch television because it's like my only time to watch, you know, basketball, baseball, or football when, when it's yeah. actually, when it's actually on. When it's um, on. But like, you know, turning Wi-Fi off at night to me is like also a no brainer, right? Because mm. you need Wi-Fi on during the day, but when you're sleeping, you don't need it on. You don't need it on. So why even have it on, right? You don't really, you don't really need your phone on. So just turn it off. So that, that radiation and the Wi-Fi, which is a whole nother ball game of stuff, uh, it's not benefiting you in any way, shape, or form at two o'clock in the morning. So I mm. that's to turn it off. Um, and then, and then meditation. You know, like I would just say, most people have a hard time, and, and you know, even occasionally me. You know, because with you know thinking about stuff and thinking about stuff, and it's sure. hard to go to sleep. And that's the other piece of the puzzle. When you turn the electronics off, it's off. So. Like kind of like the mindful eating, right? You're, you're not thinking about all the other things. You're just thinking about the food and it goes better. And when you're, when you're thinking about nothing other than breathing before bed, you're not thinking about if you had a good day or a crummy day or what you're doing tomorrow or you, you're just not, right? You're just thinking, you're breathing in through your nose, you're holding in a little bit, you're blowing out and you're focusing on your breath. So it's, it's less, you just, you know, less is more and it, and it yeah. works. It doesn't always work for everybody, but it's, it's a very effective tool um, for sleep. Yeah. Um, you, you talked about some stuff going on, you know, like in your um, health coaching and stuff. And you, I, you keep mentioning headaches a lot. So if you have headaches, you need to take an aspirin. And if the, the headache don't go away, you take some more aspirin. Yeah. So what, what's your like recommendation for somebody who has a headache or gets headaches a lot? I don't know they specifically headaches. I, I can't, I was more referring to like the pill popping society that yeah. we live in. So I, I'm yeah. just, you know, specifically, I mean, you know, you know, personally, like I'm always going to help people implement, you know, those, the building blocks of health. Right? Mm-hmm. It, to me, it, it always comes back to those three components, the, the real food, the exercise and the, uh, and the sleep. And, you know, does that always take care of the headaches? Uh, I, I would say mostly, most of the time, yes. Yeah. Right. Like, like, yes. Um, not look, not always. I mean, you'll really have headache problems, and it might be something wrong. 
Mm-hmm. And at that at that point, like I'm not a doctor, right? Like at that point, you know, you've got to go yeah. see a doctor. Um, but um, it, it's 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 just implementing those three things. And I was really referring to there's there's two ways of approaching health. It's the pill popping, and it's lifestyle medicine. And, and pill popping, I, I'm just going to say like you don't have to listen to me. The evidence is out there. You, you see the people who eat fast food and take pills and, and go to the doctor um, consistently looking for yeah. medications and you see how they are and see how they look. And unfortunately, unfortunately, they're the ones that are dying of coronavirus. Yeah. Mainly. I, I find, you know, I'm, I'm on halfway. Sometimes I do some like holistic things. I don't know if they're holistic. I don't know if I'm using terms right. But I, I do some things, you know, I'll go to a Cairo once in a while or I'll get some acupuncture or stuff like that. Um, but I had an interesting experience. I had to take a family member to for a, a routine um, stress test at the heart doctor, and yeah. you know they wanted to use the treadmill instead of the the uh, doctor was uh, injecting something in them to get their heart rate up. So oh, right, okay. yeah, instead of running on the treadmill, and these two little old lady sisters came out and they're like, "Oh, my head hurts. I threw up." And I'm like, "Well, what do they do to you?" They're like, "They gave me like an injection to increase my heart rate because they can't." go on the treadmill to get their heart rate up. Oh, so I'm, I'm kind of laughing a little bit. I'm like, you have all these people in here that are like elderly, obese, and you're giving them this injection to speed up their heart so you can treat the dye in there so it goes through their body faster. And it Ooh. just, you know, sometimes that modern medicine stuff, I question it a little bit, you know, like when I'm, I'm like, I don't know if this is really where we want to be today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I listen. I, I mean, I'm the school of thought, and look, dude, your your body is a perfect machine. It mm. is designed to do exactly what it needs to do. Yeah. I mean, your immune system. Hey, if if, if bacteria or a virus, if you get the flu, and your immune system will kick in the high gear and, and fight that bastard. Um, we have to just let it work. Yeah. We we, we have to get out of our own way. If, if you destroy your body, if you put processed foods in the body, if you, if you don't move, move, if you're not living a, a lifestyle, like I said, like implementing lifestyle medicine, you, you will have an issue. Your body, we're designed to move, man. Yeah. That's just the, I don't, look, I don't know why, but we're designed to move. We, we used to hunt for food and we just were moving all day. We we're moving and you're we eating plants and food and, real food and now these things come off a conveyor belts and we we, we, eat, we yeah. eat it and, and and your body like you know the body you know you put those that stuff in your body and your body's like the hell's going on here like i, I don't know what the hell is it it, it just doesn't yeah. it just doesn't understand it it just doesn't understand what in the hell's happening like it's not what it wants so yeah. you just you know and I, again i'm not saying that it's like the it's like the ninety ten rule, right? Like ninety percent of the time, like you know, do what you're supposed to do. Have a birthday cake. I mean, go eat some cake. It's not you got to eat that stuff, and that's why the diets don't work. Because they're want, so restrictive. Because they're so restrictive. Yeah, you, I, I help my clients get to a point where, like, initially we're removing all of the crap because I want that addiction out of their system. And then once they've had these habits in place. Absolutely. Have a piece of cake. Don't have three pieces of cake. Have yeah. a piece of pizza. It's not a big deal. It's all good. Because like, yeah. then you also get people who are so stressed out over that as well. Like, I can't eat cake. It's like, oh, that's that dairy or 
Yeah. And then, it, and now, but that's not healthy either, right? So now it's a mental, like, you see the stress going on. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, eat it. It's just don't make a habit of eating so much of it. That's all. What's your thoughts on like uh, supplements and like vitamins and stuff like that? Yeah, you know what? I think supplements, there's some supplement companies that are good. Um, I take some supplements. I take turmeric. Um, I take uh, uh, vitamin D3, K2. I take... Um, What's the K2? Uh, you know, uh, it's hard for me to even explain the K2. The vitamin D3 is like, um, you just, these days, basically these days, you, the vitamins and minerals in the earth um, are not there like they used to be. Studies have shown that they may or may not be there. So even if you are eating a healthy, you know, plant-based diet, you're probably not getting everything you need. Mm -hmm. So supplements in some cases can act as an insurance policy and cover your bases. That's how I use them. Um, I take omega-3s, omega-6. Um, but you should get it through the diet. And then that is like, all, that's a good question. It's, all, it's a... Um, there's some people, there's some school of thought. Some people would say, look, you don't need vitamins. You don't need supplements. And some people, some people say you do. I think the good supplement companies act as an insurance, um, insurance blanket to cover your basis if you're not getting enough through your diet. And we know that the way most people eat, they're definitely not. Yeah. But also some people take supplements and they're not even eating a healthy diet. So you can eat, you can take supplements and you're eating a terrible diet. Yeah. So you, you gotta have a you gotta have a, a healthy diet and then the supplement is exactly what it is, right? A supplement is a supplement. Mm -hmm. It supplements the diet. It doesn't it doesn't take place the diet. It doesn't take it doesn't take yeah. over for a healthy diet. True. Talk a little bit about and I know we mentioned sleep, but kids in school and stress. Do you talk about that at all with your clients? Like I feel like our high school kids are so stressed out and, you know, we talked about sleep a little bit earlier, you know, and, and I teach, we know that, and we're doing the remote learning thing right now because of the coronavirus. And I see my kids, you know, we're remote learning and they turn in work and, you know, when we're on eight to one, that's our, that's our remote learning time, right? Eight to one, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yeah. I see my kids turn in their work, 1235, 140, 4 a.m., 5 a.m. And I know the 5 a.m. kid, he didn't wake up early. <laughs> you know, to turn the work in. What time, are they supposed to turn their work out at work in at a certain time? I, we, I didn't do that because it, it just makes it another problem. So yeah, yeah. they got to turn in Monday's work on Tuesday. They got to turn in Tuesday's work on Wednesday. Gotcha, gotcha. So as long as they turn it in on the day, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. But you know, if, if I set it to eight o'clock, I know everybody's internet went down at seven fifty nine, and can I hand it in late? And then it's an extra two clicks for me on the computer. So I'm just, you know, handed in the next day kind of guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I feel like so many of them, they play a sport, they're in the honor society, and then they go to, you know, band practice or dance after school. And the kids are like, oh, well, Mr. Up, like I had three and a half hours of homework last night and I didn't go to bed till, you know, midnight or 1 a.m. And I got up at 530 to come to school today. Like, do you have any advice for like the high school teenager that, that kind of burns that at both ends because i see it i see them they're like and i tell them like if they're in my class and they're stressed out about something like that and i'm like listen just go home and relax today and they're like well you gave it no no you don't have to just go relax i like, like that that's such good advice well it, it it's every kid's different i feel like and you know i had a mom today email me 
because the kid didn't do any work yet. And she's like, listen, she's, she's having a hard time, you know, under being locked in the house. And I'm like, I get it. Like, you know, yeah. we'll try to figure it out together and I'll help you out any way I can. And, you know, it, it's, I don't think we realize how much pressure like the, the 16, 17 year old put on them these days with that kind of stuff. So do you have any advice for like the 16 year old, 17 year old to kind of like relax a little bit and, or, or to the parent to allow that kid? Cause sometimes it's parent driven, right? It's not always kind of kid driven. And yeah, my, my advice is to them all is, you know, to, to chill out a little bit. And, and I tell the parents that like when I was coaching tennis, I coached tennis for 17 years and it's like, well, they got to do this. And tonight we're going to go out and practice. I go, don't. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, don't practice with the kid, like watch a movie. And they're like, but we got a big match tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Let the kid relax. Let the kid relax. <laughs> totally agree. You know what I mean? I, well, listen, you know, you, I, I love it. I mean, what, you know, you're, you, I tell you what, where were you when I needed you? you were, I need you as a gym teacher. You're, you're a physician. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. It's great advice. Yeah. Because they don't, they stress about everything. And, and, you know, you talk to all these guys and they need this and they need the academic money and they're doing this and they're trying to go to a, a Ivy League school and their GPA. Yeah. 2.6 and I'm like you're not going to an Ivy you're 2.6 you're 333rd in your class of 400 you know relax yeah. like go to community for a year or two get your grades up and then you know check it out again later on everybody's taking an AP class and it's just it's really it's nuts uh, it's listen nuts. I'm with you it's nuts um, my daughter's in fifth grade <laughs> and I see the amount of work she gets and I, I didn't get a fraction no. Of what she got when I was in fifth grade, nor did I do any of the work in fifth grade. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was like, so my, my advice, and then certainly the older I get, the more I, I go down this road is, is, is less is more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Look, I mean, at what cost are you doing all of these activities at, you know, at what cost, you know, are you constantly playing, you know, two, three, two or three sports mm -hmm. and traveling? And I, I don't think, you know, you're right. And some of it comes from the parents. I don't think there's a the benefit of it because it's, it's, it's so draining and it, it just makes it unenjoyable. So you, I think you kind of ask yourself, you know, are you enjoying this? Like, are you, are you, what's the payoff? Like there's pros and, and I would just say, like, let's weigh the pros and cons, right? Like, let's make a list. You know, the pros of, of you, you know, trying to get into college and playing, you know, five hours of tennis a day. You know, what are the pros? You know, let's look yeah. at that list. Is there one thing? Is there two things? Are there three things? Is listen, maybe some people just flat out love it, and they just and, like, yeah, yeah. And you can tell the difference between a kid who loves being at a practice every day, yeah. whether it's watching them on the football field or the baseball field or the basketball court or the wrestling yeah. match. You know, you can tell. Um, if client, if people want to get in touch with you because they want to sign up for your coaching or they want to find out about you a little bit, kind of just plug your, all your socials and your website and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I appreciate it. Well, my phone number is 908-420-4297. I'm old school. So you can call me up anytime. Again, 908-420-4297. My email is John, J-O-N at whole truth health. That's a little tricky. It's actually H-O-L truth health <laughs> that's a mouthful yeah, yeah. and um my website is again h-o-l whole truth health.com the whole is as in holistic which gets a little tricky because some people do a w-h-o-l-e yeah. but it's whole h-o-l truth health.com and uh yeah listen 
if, if anyone's out there who, who really wants to lose weight and manage stress, I, I am the guy. I can make it happen. I've, I've made it happen for hundreds of men and women before. I can make it happen for you. Um, I, you can lead a horse to water. You can't, you can't make them drink. So the, yeah. And I want to, you know, and, and the client has to be ready. So if you're ready and um, we can do this. It's yeah. going to be lifestyle medicine and, and it works and it's beautiful. And when you feel great, you, you look great and, and uh, you're sexy again, baby. So it's, yeah. it's, it's worth it. Last question before I let you go. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was listening to one of your podcasts uh, last night and running in this morning. One of, the, one of the guys was eating healthy. His mom, I think, was some kind of like nutrition person. And he was eating a, a I'm going to say this wrong, a, a mung bean sandwich or something oh, like that. Oh, a, a mung bean. Yeah. A mung, what, <laughs> what is that? What is that? Mung beans. Well, mung, mung beans are just a type of bean. Mm-hmm. And that was, oh yeah, that was, um, that was, uh, what you call He was like an Olympic guy or something. He was like, yeah, that, that's Eli Bremer. Yes. Yes. Eli yes. Bremer was a pentathlete. He yes. was, a, I think he was a, uh, he won a medal as a pentathlete. Uh, in the pentathlon and yeah so mung, mung beans are, are beans are just a type of bean they're very healthy they're 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 good beans they're t- small little beans but yeah he was saying it's funny he was saying i remember that he was eating that when he was a kid and that's you know it's a very good point because he was saying that when he was younger that's what he would eat in the cafeteria and people would make fun of him mm-hmm. because all the other people were eating crap mm-hmm. and he was the oddball because he was eating healthy eating healthy and that's what's weird about what's going on. Like, you should not actually be an oddball if for you're eating, eating healthy for being for eating a mung bean sandwich. You know what I mean? Yeah. We really do need to get to a point in this country, especially this country, because we are the sickest, fattest country of all countries by far and away. Um, we need to get to a point where, like, you look at someone eating a mung bean sandwich and say, "Man, that now that guy is doing it right." Not yeah. we're gonna make fun of like hey, eat a mung bean sandwich is good stuff. Yeah, um, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. All right, John. Thanks for coming on tonight, guys. Check him out, wholetruth.com. I appreciate your time tonight. Hey, thanks for having me on, Chris. You're awesome, dude. Appreciate right, it. Yep.